0: Rice is one New York City Couple's coronavirus podcast. This is a daily limited series podcast. Today is Sunday, March 29th, and day 17 of Our Self-Quarantine. Today, we give you a rundown of our weekend, pitch a dating app for sailors, and discuss the cruel pitfalls of Monopoly. But Welcome back. You're listening to episode 17 of Beans and Rice. As always, you're here in the studio with Janina, a.k.a. Rice.
1: And Aleha, a.k.a. Beans.
0: And in our episode today, um, we're going to discuss a couple of things that have happened to us over the past few days. One big thing is that we transitioned from SoundCloud to this thing called Anchor. So, Beans, can you explain what
1: Anchor is? Sure. So, Anchor is an app, or rather a company that's owned by Spotify, and what they do is make it really easy to record, store, and distribute your podcast. It has its own um, podcast website that is just called Anchor. Um, But you can click a button and literally it will send your stuff to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Store, et cetera, et cetera. So really like one-click convenience. There's no cost associated, unlike SoundCloud, which is one of the motivating purposes for us to transition. Yeah. And Um, also we
0: ran out of space on SoundCloud. We could only put three hours of um, audio. And, you know, pierogi quesadilla took up two hours of that.
1: So we had to move on. Yes, that is very true. They took up a lot of time. Um, one funny element about Anchor is that you can actually get your podcasts funded. They will like listen to your content and say, oh, these type of products or sponsors might be a good fit. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if we did that, which we may in the future, we would just get like, you know, Nor, Annie's beans, like types <laughs> of rice. I would love to advertise.
0: Wait, do you know what Nor is?
1: Yeah. It's like a general...
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Nor is very important to my family. Really? Like on, uh, in most meals... You can enhance it by adding nor to it. <laughs> <laughs> like we have a nor sauce in a bottle. Yeah. Did you have that?
1: I didn't know. I, did, I it's like the cube. Found out about it through like chicken stock products. Okay. Yeah, yeah so it wasn't sauce. So percent.
0: yeah, so we have like the hard chicken cube bouillon, and then we also yeah. have just a general bottle of nor. Yep. Slash MSG that you can add to almost any food and it makes it taste better.
1: Yeah, so again, this is not a funded sponsorship. <laughs> We're just talking about these brands generally right now. And if you
0: really want to elevate your garlic fried rice, <laughs> you gotta add some nor to it. Yeah. Um, can you explain what the other Anchor app that we should avoid
1: is? So, good thing to know, if you go to the app store on or the Google Play store and try to download Anchor, you will really get two main hits. One is the aforementioned Anchor podcast app. The other is the Anchor app for sailors. Literally, like, instructions and details for how to weigh anchor and how to use anchors like on a boat i was astounded this existed but it (laughs) makes me excited about the development community that's working on that specific problem space right
0: so i originally asked him is the anchor app that isn't (laughs) the audio podcasting app a dating app for sailors because that'd be really fun because like when you come landside yeah you weigh anchor yeah you find a hookup
1: yeah the brand could be like anchor get grounded or something. Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah.
0: Ooh, say put and weigh down.
1: <laughs> Way down. Anchor, find someone to weigh you down. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: All right. So that's a big development for us. We're moving on up in the world. We are. Um, another thing that happened to us this weekend is yesterday, which was Saturday, we went out on a food adventure.
1: It, it truly was, I think, the closest to hunting and gathering we have gotten because we went to like four different places. I think right now we are trying to balance out the risks of going outside, the potential um, issues we could cause others by trying to really over invest in communities and companies that we walk by. So we bought, what we bought, pizza at Absolute Babil, Um
0: No, right? we bought pizza oh, at Mama's 2, yeah. which is in Morningside, Heights on 106 and Broadway. Yeah, truly one of my favorite pizza joints in New York City, and it's not a traditional New York slice. It's almost akin to a deep dish. Yeah. Or like imagine really good toppings on focaccia. Yeah. When all of this is over, please go and support them. They're doing good work.
1: Yes. So yeah. we had
0: their Angry Nona pizza.
1: Yeah, which is uh, there's some spicy uh, salami sopressata, I believe. There's cheese. There is hot honey, which mm-hmm. I believe is made in house. That's kind of cool yeah um, but uh
0: yeah yeah surprisingly easy to make i think it's just red pepper flakes and honey
1: yeah yeah um,
0: <laughs> so we went there then we went to absolute bagels i think those cross streets are gonna be 108th and broadway 106th yeah yeah we yeah it was also amazing i remember that place fondly and then we went to a wine store across the way yeah also beans has a very interesting bagel order here. I've just never sprung for this (laughs) bagel order, so we check out, and... Two bagels with toppings came out to 1970 and my heart almost exploded. Yep. Because I got an everything bagel with lock spread. Yeah. So seven
1: bucks. Yeah, I got an everything bagel with jalapeno, cream cheese, schmear, and then they call it Nova. I've not heard smoked salmon called that before. So I don't know if it's like a special one, but like that jacks the price of like the cheapest thing you can get with Nova (laughs) is like 11 bucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I freaked out, but it really is just that Beans is living in the lap of luxury over here. Yeah. And supporting small business. Yeah, and I'm okay yeah, right, doing that. You know. right. And then right. across the way, there's a wine shop. We got a bottle of rosé, a bottle of Chardonnay. Yes. A nice oaky shard because I know that Beans likes less fruity wines.
1: This is true. Yeah. More of a dry... What
0: else? We got something... Oh! The
1: hung- yep.
0: Oh, we went to the Hungarian pastry shop, which is one of my favorite... Remember? I remember. Yeah. Oh, okay. You made a weird face. Yeah. Um, he remembers. I remember. It is a coffee shop... That has a wonderful bakery near Columbia. Again, Morningside Heights. And they don't have Wi-Fi and they're cash only. Yeah. They're very, very traditional. like And the decoration in this cafe, if you ever go, is the covers of books that were written in that cafe.
1: Which is pretty dope.
0: And one of the books on the wall that I remember is Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yep. So one of my favorite places. We went. There are police men inside and we're like oh are they getting busted for being open what's going on yeah i went inside and the police officers were just saying hey we're sorry to see you go to the staff at the hungarian pastry shop because yesterday was the last day that they'll be open during the shutdown yeah so i was really happy we got to go and support and then what did i end up picking up
1: so you ended up picking out, I think, two slices of strawberry cheesecake, but they had some crazy two-for-one deal. So they gave her an extra slice of strawberry cheesecake in addition to a chocolate pie type thing. Oh, okay.
0: So yeah. it was buy one, get one free. Yes, so I wanted one slice of cheesecake. They gave me another slice of cheesecake. Yep. So I paid for one slice, and then they were liquidating because they were closing <laughs> yesterday. So we yeah. got another slice of cheesecake and some sort of like midnight chocolate cake. Yes. Um, So sad to see them go. I really do hope they make it. And I'm glad that we got to support them before they closed their doors temporarily.
1: Yeah, it was kind of heartbreaking. I remember I've been there twice now, both times with Rice. This time was obviously a bit more somber. Last time we were there, it was hopping. Mm -hmm. There were dozens of people inside. It's lively atmosphere.
0: Right. You can
1: never get a seat. No.
0: People will meet and chat for coffee.
1: Speaking of coffee, (laughs) I also wanted to try and uh, improve my ability to make bulletproof coffee at home. Um, so at this point, Rice knows how to use our espresso machine. Because I, I was a barista. Because she was a barista. And also,
0: my mom gifted us a small espresso machine that she'd never used. Yeah. So we've
1: come into some privilege. Yes, we're very lucky there. I have recently learned how to use it. and It's been amazing. It's been like the start to my day for the past several weeks now. Um, I wanted to up my game by trying out Bulletproof Coffee. For those who don't know, Bulletproof Coffee is a brain as well as sort of a, a concept, potentially overhyped. It involves adding MCT oil, some type of like butter or butter substitute to your coffee. It makes it very, very thick and creamy, which I really like. What's MCT does. oil? It's uh, one of the primary oils found in coconuts. I think it's medium chain triglycerides is the acronym. Coconut. Coconuts. yeah um so at home that means brewing some coffee throwing some butter in throwing coconut oil in mixing it all up now i was struggling because i didn't want to use our french press to make sort of a full um, cup of french press slash drip coffee so i tried to think how could i expand espresso and at rice's suggestion she said you know add some water make it an americano easy So I did that, I did not think to add hot water to two very hot shots of espresso. So I add the water in, add the espresso, and it's now like lukewarm coffee. I was not aware of this directly. So I throw the butter in and try to use like a handheld blender to blend it up and it like churns everything in a way that was just, I don't know, do you wanna describe it? So
0: you have the espresso, which is hot. It should be not boiling, but pretty hot, almost painful to the touch. And then if you add butter or fat to that, it should melt. But if you cool down the espresso to room temperature, what you get is hard curdled butter floating in lukewarm liquid yeah which is what he showed to me he's like oh this is my bulletproof
1: coffee and i i knew it looked weird but i also was like it's the first time doing and also it also
0: used an immersion blender which yeah. again gifted to us by family members a really nice fancy thing to have yes. not appropriate for this task yeah good for your butternut like squash soups yeah, Or smoothies, but yeah. not for like six fluid ounces of
1: liquid. A, a whisk or fork would have been fine. <laughs> so I have now learned. Um, and speaking of things that we are learning or soon going to learn, we are starting to hit that point where we're assessing, do we want to learn how to cut our own hair? Yeah. So ta- tell us about your journey. On um,
0: front I'm not getting my hair cut. My hair is <laughs> fine. I did order some hair dye from Lush, which is a company I wanted to support.
1: Yeah.
0: And when it arrives in two weeks... At minimum. Maybe then I'll dye my hair. But Aleja and I actually go to the same hairdresser. Yeah. Let's shout out Patty at, at Third, Third Prince. Prince salon. Salon
1: yeah in
0: Soho. Or in Soho. it's basically Soho. like the border of Soho, and, Chinatown.
1: And Nalita.
0: I found Patty because she's amazing, Yelp reviews and she gave me a great haircut. And also as an Asian girl. I need people who know how to work with Asian hair because it's very straight and unforgiving and every cut shows in your hair. So you really need someone who knows what they're
1: doing. Yeah. Then
0: I referred Oleha to her. Yeah. And when did you start going to her? Oh man,
1: I've been going there for like probably eight or nine months now. Yeah. Yeah. She's been a regular like make my day kind of experience. She's always very, very warm, very welcoming, gives the most amazing shampoo and head massages. It's unreal. I've not had that experience (laughs) before with any barber
0: i mean um, what other you, there is a barber shop in oakland that you love to go to
1: yeah and don't worry damien's my guy but he always like made one mistake like a, a different one each time oh my god wait
0: one time damien shaved off Aleja's widow's peak
1: yeah that was weird to go back in <laughs> it
0: was so funny
1: yeah. it just felt wrong it did feel really weird Um, but again, I didn't communicate very clearly. I think it was an equal fault. I feel like
0: even if you didn't communicate clearly, it's very easy not to shave off a widow's peak.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, you live and you learn. Um, I will soon be learning to cut my hair because as you can imagine, Rice has longer hair than I do. She gets Mm -hmm. her hair cut once every six months, give or take.
0: Yeah. Before that, it was about once a year. But when I moved to New York, I leveled up. Yeah. To, to keep it up with the fancy crowd.
1: Yeah, <laughs> to to catch up, push your style game up. Yeah. Um, I get it cut usually once a month, and quarantine has not lasted for that long yet, but because of one quarantine hit my cycle, like my hair is getting a little bit unwieldy now, so I'm trying to figure out, do I go bald? Do I try something new? Like, What is a cool experience or experiment to have at this point in life? Yeah,
0: I think he should go mohawk. So if you have suggestions for what his new hairstyle should be, Email beans and rice beans and rice at gmail dot com.
1: That's beans and rice beans and rice at, at gmail dot com.
0: Um, but anyway, I'm willing to try my hand at his hair. We'll go slowly, um, but also you don't really. Like, you Skype with your friends and some of your coworkers. Yeah. But it's not a necessity.
1: Yeah. I also feel like if you ask... I I have a bunch of clients at the place that I work, and if you ask to, like, video chat with them, that might be, like, too intimate. Like, I would feel uncomfortable asking that. But a couple of folks have called me with their videos on, so I don't know. Anyway, separate topic.
0: Anyway, so maybe I'll get a new skill and learn how to cut his hair.
1: Yeah.
0: Or maybe it'll be, like, one of my brothers who shaved their heads balls, (laughs) but kept his beard. Oh That's I didn't strong. mention this part. He oh. shaved his head but kept his beard and since the men in my family can't grow hair, yeah. Like even if they don't shave it for weeks they just look dirty. <laughs> so he still is in that dirty phase. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm picturing like a scragglier version of Juno Diaz.
0: Yeah. Yes. Imagine also like um Buddhist monk mm-hmm. but pedophile. <laughs> I will. I will stand by it. That's what my brother looks like.
1: Okay, looks
0: like a Buddhist monk pedophile. S-
1: sometimes you're doing a favor by being honest. Yeah, this is that situation. But
0: he wasn't dissuaded by being, me being honest. I think it just encouraged him. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, so aside from learning new skills, we've been keeping ourselves busy. We have instituted daily movie nights.
1: Yeah, basically, and we're trading off. So, like you know, we'll go through our work go through our chores around like six thirty or seven we'll like you know circle up what do you want to watch tonight yeah and the past couple of nights we have started using disney plus mm-hmm. effectively my mom's password yes thank you mrs rice um that sounds way more racist than just um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um
0: just because my mom <laughs> is from asia doesn't mean
1: um that. so we've been
0: alternating yeah so first night i chose frozen two yes oh no great. no first night i chose contagion Oh, then yeah. you chose Cabin in the Woods.
1: Yes, that's right. Which, and then we shifted gears aggressively to Disney classics. Yeah,
0: I feel like Cabin in the Woods is overrated. I don't know if anyone still feels strongly about that movie being great, but when I was in high school, everyone told me to watch it.
1: I feel like the premise was innovative. I think it was executed poorly. The laughs did not land the way they expected to land, and like I think once you wrapped your head around the premise, there wasn't that much novelty anymore, mm-hmm. I feel like. But you know, good to see a young Chris Hemsworth. Always love supporting that guy's was, career. He
0: was really a light in that movie. Yeah, he was. Um, I have my ups and downs with Joss Whedon. Yes, I think he's contributed a lot of things that bring a lot of people joy, and but, some things that bring substantially less joy. Um, exhibit A: his first write of the Wonder Woman movie, <laughs> which was leaked online, which is hot garbage, fire trash. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and this movie, you know, again the premise is creative but the movie's just so white
1: just like yeah. so also true like
0: all of the cast yeah is white and they did not need to be and also everything's really done from a male gaze
1: yes like, very much so yeah
0: excessive yeah. female nudity which did not need to be there yeah no
1: it's uh it's weird because like the first association i made with joss whedon was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I watched at home with my mother and sister, Mm -hmm. which was like, pretty strong, like, feminist storytelling in a lot of ways, I think. Lots of very interesting stories to explore from that perspective and then that world. So it is frustrating when he does not always make that work.
0: Right. And also, I think, like, you can clearly tell when female characters are written by dudes. In this movie, it's in the opening scene where the the girl who represents the virgin in the movie is just chilling in her bedroom with a full view of the street by yeah. her bay window yeah. in a nice blouse in her underwear. Yeah. And it's just, this was gratuitous yeah. sex appeal that you did not need to write into the story. Like, I don't care that she seems to be like a quote-unquote empowered, um, decisive young woman. You're still sort of
1: debasing her with your male gaze. It's. Uh, I remember, like, kind of... Starting to recognize the signs that men are writing women. I think honestly with Carrie, which we first saw the original so Carrie, dumb. where like the first scene is like the inside of like a girls' locker room. It's a bunch of like naked, like younger, supposedly high school age kids for a yeah. particular show, just like naked and laughing and playing, and that just seems not super realistic. So you want to right? Set it's, a just like, there. it's just like it's
0: just minor girls playing in the shower for the yeah. entire opening credits. scene, yeah. And I just haven't really heard many people talk about how dated that is and yeah. how inappropriate yeah. that is.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I know times have changed, but like if you, if you have any examples of things that feature women in prominent roles, but were definitely written by dudes, send them our way. Let us know. Yeah. Cause you were playing Halo today.
1: Yes. With Cortana. Oh, good example. <laughs> yeah, who, you know, Mr. Average AI with like giant boobs and a giant butt. <laughs> They're right. shown very, She's very a clearly. hologram yeah. and she
0: has globe boobs yeah. and globe butt. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I don't know. I made the joke that I wonder if men think that Cortana is too bossy in that game. <laughs> <laughs> because she gives all
1: of the instructions. She's so directive.
0: She's yeah. just so, you know, she could get off your case every once in a while. Yeah.
1: Speaking of Halo, and also getting back to the movies discussion. So, in the Disney Plus app, we have so far watched Frozen Two, which we discussed with Weed a couple of days back, mm-hmm. and Wall-E. Wally was my first time watching it. Great film, lots to think about, surprisingly dark. And honestly, the vistas in the first part of the movie, when it's like, you know, post-apocalyptic Earth, look a lot like some of the scenes from Halo. <laughs> like, there's a lot of alignment between just these wide, expansive, like, desert views or, right. like, destroyed ruins, and then, like, close-ups to, like, you know, yeah. one day in life.
0: The, like, the dystopian vistas and then the sort of, like, arch close-ups on characters
1: is yeah. very
0: similar. But what did you think of Wally?
1: I really liked it. Um, I feel like had I seen it in a theater when it had just come out and I was commuting with, like, hundreds of folks at the same time, probably would have cried. I don't think I felt that strongly watching it now in the comfort of our living room. You would have cried? Maybe, yeah. It was at which really point? Good. Um, I think I would have cried when Wally, like, sacrificed himself to say, no, we have to get back to Earth. Like, that was a really poignant oh. scene. It's also, like, I don't know, so much is being done now in the realms of, like, human-computer interaction, it's crazy to have examples like this of, like, very human robots. Mm-hmm. So, shout yeah. out to Pixar for imagining a future. Right, and it's yeah.
0: at least 10 years old at yeah. this point, point. And, and if you haven't watched it recently, it holds up.
1: Yeah, the effects have aged well, the storytelling has aged well. We were a bit concerned about potential fat shaming with the way that Mm -hmm. some of the humans are shown to be incapable because they're overweight. They probably could have done that by showing folks that were emaciated, but still in those chairs plugged into everything. Right. Um, But aside from that, pretty, pretty good story. Yeah. So... You know, we've been watching some movies at home. We've also started playing more board games. Uh, Two that we have at home are Pandemic, uh, the, like, a cool, like, limited edition, I think, 10-year anniversary version that's got, Mm -hmm. like, a metal medic case for it, and also Star Wars Monopoly. And Star Wars Monopoly today went very poorly for one of us.
0: It wasn't me.
1: (laughs) It wasn't (laughs) me. me. Um, so Star Wars Monopoly, almost the exact same rules, all the, you know, properties and stuff are in the parlance of the Star Wars universe. If Mm -hmm. you roll doubles, there's different rules for certain types of doubles that involve different powers. Anyway, we played a quick game. For a quick game, you randomly deal out three property cards, I think. We ended up consolidating control of the board pretty quickly in like 45 minutes. And by that,
0: you mean like almost all of the properties had been purchased.
1: Yeah. And I think within the first 10 moves, Rice picked up both of, like, the Park Place, like, Dark Blue. Like,
0: the Blue Properties right before Go.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, I love Monopoly just because I I somehow tend to win most of the (laughs) games I play. And the strategy is really not that difficult. It's buy aggressively
1: I think it is like so much of how do you think about the world is grounded in like fair housing and like healthy relationships with like renters and landlords that this is your one outlet to right. like aggressively stick it to your yeah your be
0: selfish waste. screw over other people <laughs> extort them for every penny that they have. So t- today was the first day we I've actually played a monopoly game to its end. Yeah actually, I'll correct that statement. I kind of grew up the only kid in my house. so when I was bored and I couldn't get my parents to play games with me. I would play Monopoly, but i pretend to be four different people and just rotate the board every time. And then I would spend five hours playing a game with myself. And then I would win, but also I'd lose.
1: We're going to have a whole episode breaking into and like breaking <laughs> down sort of what Rice just revealed. There's a lot to unpack in that statement. So
0: when I won today, I didn't just win because... Beans gave up. I won because I leased him out of every single asset he owned, which is an amazing win.
1: I ended up landing on like the single most expensive spot twice when she had cities built in. <gasps> and I had to pay, I think $2,900 Mwah. or like $2,800. Mwah,
0: it was 3,000. Yeah,
1: it was Mwah. a lot. So, <laughs> That was not good. Um, But also the layout of the board was weird because there were a few moves at the end that we played where Janina had five cities, and that's the hotel's Mm -hmm. version Mm -hmm. of Star Wars, and then nothing else on the board. Just those five cities on two of the three most expensive properties to be on. So it was a very just weird game in terms of, like, the probability space that we ended up in. Yeah.
0: Also, it was fun because, like at the beginning I was the only one who was able to even build settlements yeah. just because I was the only one who had a complete set of colors Yeah, and it would have continued that way but I felt pity on him and I facilitated a trade which accelerated his doom
1: yeah so, I, at that point I was like this is going to be a cat and mouse game as I try to roll through the park place in section but <laughs> yeah. I might as well just speed it up
0: yeah. So, yeah so that brings us to the end of our episode today kind of a, just a fun weekend recap yeah. for you um, so that wraps up our episode today. We're going to finish with the anti-sponsor segment. So, um, Beans, do you have an anti-sponsor for today?
1: Yeah, I, I anti sponsored the short version of Monopoly. <laughs> too aggressive, too much pain, <laughs> never again.
0: Yeah. Okay, so my anti-sponsor today is slow connectivity, which impacts video calls, which basically means that my interactions with my friends, and in some cases, my livelihood of tutoring um, is just grainier and less great.
1: Less great. Less, less
0: great. Anyway, Yeah. so thank you all for listening. This week, we've got a few more guests lined up, a few more fun things planned, and we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow.
1: Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Okay. Bye. Bye. Beans and Rice can be streamed on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.fm all available wherever you get your apps. To reach out with questions, ideas, or feedback, email beans beansandrice at gmail.com. That's rice at gmail.com. Cover art courtesy of the magnificent Jack McKenzie. Beans and rice, beans and rice, once or twice or even twice, beans and rice is nice.